2: God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here this day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you in all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. Now, Father, I ask you to bless uh, this broadcast, that it be a blessing to someone, cause someone to seek out your will in their life. I ask you to bless that one that feel they tune in by accident. Let them know it it was not an accident, but it was your will for them to hear that which you would have them to hear. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just praising you. Ask you to bless my guest today in a special way, God. Move upon her that she may speak that which will edify, will cause your word to be magnified. We thank you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank the Lord uh, for. What he's doing? Thank the Lord for what he's going to do. Uh, we thank the Lord for this message, this time of today. Amen. I'm, I'm going away from my normal uh, message. I have a, a young lady sister, Charlene Levy. Amen. That I've been knowing uh, since late '90s, and. Uh, they was a part of the fellowship. She walked according to that which the Lord was leading her. And uh, I met her and her mother and her sister. And matter of fact, her aunt, I met the family. Let me just put it like that. And uh, we thank God that she is here. We, I invited her because I think. Uh, what I'm about, what she's about to get here, into her book that she wrote as an author. Now she used to be a movie product, producer, and play producer, and all those things. But uh, the Lord dealt with her in in this book called Oblation. So we thank God for you, Sister Levy. Uh, how are you doing today?
3: I am doing so well, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful day today. I am thankful to be here. Thank you for having me on the
0: show, Pastor.
2: Amen. Amen. So uh, we to, anyone having any, to uh, have a desire to call to ask a question, we will go follow the format to as I do. After we go off break at six thirty, then we will come back. If you have a question, a comment. Uh, write it down and hold it till we come in the second half of the program uh, of this program amen, amen. well uh sister, first of all I'm gonna ask a few questions and then you can go on from there this word ablation mm-hmm. this name of your book uh, and it talks about all the rejection the church heard the physical treatment and fear and all that, would you explain that to us?
3: Sure. Uh, For those that don't uh, know uh, the book cover or the book, this is the book right here. It's Ablation. And on the book cover, as, as Brother Ware just mentioned, it has depression, poverty, rejection, narcissistic relationship, physical trauma, church hurt, fear, and spiritual darkness. So the name or the term ablation came from a procedure that I had done last year uh, the procedure was done. Let me just uh, come a little closer to the mic here. The procedure happened on last year because I was pretty much dying. I was rushed to the emergency room uh, to have a procedure done, and we can go into more details as you, uh, you know, may post the questions there. But I had what was called a cardiac ablation and the cardiac ablation what that does is remove the malfunction or the misfires of the electrical system of the heart so therefore as i was laying after surgery and after i was at home recovering the the lord dealt with me and explained to me and shared with me if you see how on the natural side this uh this the the the, the misfires and the malfunction and and it was wreaking havoc in my body in my organs this is the same way on the spiritual side that we have to ablate, which is a, ter- a term that I use very, very strongly now, ablate the misfires and the malfunctions of our lives. So that's how the book came about, from cardiac ablation to just simply ablation, and we talk about spiritual ablation in this case.
2: Okay. hmm So uh, the spiritual ablation, mm-hmm. meaning that... Uh, can you be more specific with spiritual or physical? You you um, said that it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. Of the physical you went through it, but then spiritual. Could you break that down?
3: Sure. A lot of times, uh, I had a physical pro- procedure done, but the physical the physical procedure did not just start physically. A lot of times, a lot of disease, diseases and ailments and, and malfunctions in our lives stems from the emotional side of our health, our emotional health, our, our mental health. And then it translates a lot of times or manifests itself on the physical side. So when we're talking about Ablating the malfunctions of life, or the malfunctions of our hearts, we're not just talking about the physical uh, ablation. We're talking way at the beginning, at the conception of when things are starting. For example, fear. When something happens traumatic in our lives, whether we were, you know, from a young child, or be it older in our, you know, older years, or as as a grown adult. Fear seeps in, the spirit of fear seeps in, that creates anxiety, that creates palpitation, that creates all kind of stuff. Then, you know, sometimes depending on how far that goes, then depression kick in, then all kind of other stuff kick in.
2: Okay, Uh, Mm -hmm. let me stop right there. Mm -hmm. I remember Mm -hmm. when they first told me uh, I had prostate cancer Mm -hmm. and it you know, uh, any other thing that happened, I could deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, I had to pull back. And I don't know, things ran through my mind that, mm-hmm. okay, this is it. And this, and the doctor called me in and say, well, we got three other methods to deal with. One operation, one this and the other one that. Mm-hmm. And I went to my dad, mm-hmm. and he assured me. Um, he told me that uh, you know more scriptures than I do. Mm-hmm. And he said, but I'm telling you, when I had uh, the cancer, I relied on on God to do the healing. Amen. Amen. And it kind of like brought me back. But see, when we find out something, and, and I'm just saying, I'm trying to get to this point. Mm-hmm. When you find out you have a sickness or something take place, mm-hmm. You can't help from that depression feeling and things until somebody show you.
3: Correct. Uh-huh. Correct, and that is true, and, and and that's that's very true of many many diseases and ailments. A lot of times it start off, as you mentioned, at first it starts off sometimes in some aspects, fit, you know, emotionally or, or mentally, but even let's just say it's maybe environmental. Or maybe it was due to trauma or stress or some type of injury. Things can happen like that as well. But remember, first of all, we're in three, we're, we're, we're human beings, uh, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're in three parts. We have the physical side, we have the spiritual side, and then we have the soul or the mind side, right? When I, ha- when I had this procedure... I'm telling you, it may seem you you see me sitting here laughing and all honky donkey and all. No, it was not like that for the first few weeks and the first few months. I am talking about you know all type of my vitals and my pressure and and this and that and I had a lot of instability and and, and uh, a lot of my, my my vitals and my organs were not balanced yet. They had to come into harmony. But guess what, brother? Where it was not going to come in into harmony by itself. Maybe it would have eventually down the line. It took spiritual nourishment. It took a certain mindset. It took rebuking the enemy because the enemy wants us sick. The enemy wants us depressed. The okay. enemy wants us to be living a negative um, centered life. I had to ablate those malfunctions that was coming to bring about hurt, harm, and danger to my soul, to my spirit. Once I started speaking life to my on-balance life, I saw something different happening. Mm. On those occasions when, you know, my my pressure or my pulse or something, my heart rates were, you know, trying to regulate itself, I spoke to my—and let me say something. This is important. Once I had the procedure and I realized how I have devastated my body by not taking care of my body. Okay. Stress being right. so busy, rushing, eating on the go, eating negative, you know, bad, unhealthy stuff. I had to apologize to my heart. I had to apologize to my body. I had to say, I am sorry that I did not honor you, my body, as the temple of Christ, as the temple of God. So if, if I am not well in my body, how can I be of service for his kingdom? Right. If I am not, you know, feeling well, How can I be of service? And and I'm not saying we still can't testify. And I'm not saying that we still can't give a good word of encouragement. But you understand what I'm saying. God wants us to be in good health. He has given us everything we need for that. So I had to apologize to my heart and say, heart, I am so sorry that I neglected you, that I stressed you out, that I abandoned you, that I I forced you into really, really bad places. Heart of mine, I am sorry that I allowed for too long for too many bad actors to do a lot of bad things to you. I am sorry. I repented. I repented to my heart. I repented to God. Once I repented to my heart, I started to see a difference.
2: So did you uh, had to fast and change your diet, or you know.
3: When I tell you, um, yes, I fasted, yes, I changed my diet, but that's not. I didn't. I didn't fast to change my diet. I fasted years before, which is what resulted in the spiritual ablation before the physical ablation. See, fasting, if if many of you may not understand this, but myself, myself, my sister and I, my mother, my sister, my father, you know, we have went on numerous fasts. I'm telling you what people don't see. Fasting is not just uh, uh, stopping a a meal for a day. Fasting is not saying, you know, I'm stopping TV and I'm not going to smoke or I'm not going to do this. That's part of it, too. Don't get it wrong. Fasting is saying God. I need to hear from you. Heaven, I need you to come down. There are things in my life that must not be so. Please lead and guide me. Fasting helps you to, as we call, we say, as the word even tells us, to mortify the flesh. It helps you to mortify the flesh so that the spirit man will come forward. See, the flesh rises up daily. The fresh the flesh wants to lead. The flesh wants to be in charge. The mind, the, the 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 cares of this world, the the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, that's all the flesh. It wants to lead. But that's not where God dwells. He dwells in our spirit. And fasting helps to mortify the flesh so that we can be, you know, we deny our flesh of food. Because the first thing that we want to do is eat, 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 to be distracted, distracted. So fasting helps us to mortify the flesh so that we can be in that place. As the scripture tells us, be still and know that I am God. When do we stop and know that he is God? When do we stop long enough to know that he is God? You see, a lot of this stuff, oh, why poor me? Oh, why? Everybody goes around sometimes acting like they're the victims. Sometimes we cause these things upon ourselves, Pastor Brother Ware. Mm -hmm. We cause these some things we cause upon ourselves. I'm not saying that there aren't individuals out there that sincerely have been victimized and who have had hurt and harm done to them by other individuals. But a lot of times... You know, you cannot go around being a victim when you were also a contributor to the results or the outcomes. I had to stop and say, God, show me where I need to repent. Show me the errors of my way. Create in me a new heart and renew the right spirit within me. It was when I started praying that way that my life started to change.
2: Okay, but you're saying you were fasting before the sickness. Mm Mm-hmm. Came upon you. Yes. But you wasn't eating right.
3: I wasn't eating right. Correct. Okay. Because I was always on the go. Not 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 necessarily by choice. But we're not gonna we're not gonna justify it. I was not eating right because I was eating fast food and I was eating on the go and I was eating a whole lot and I was eating I was stress eating and I was doing a whole lot of other stuff. Then, not it wasn't only what I was doing. It was what I wasn't doing. I wasn't always taking my supplements and my vitamins. I wasn't drinking enough water. I was drinking a lot of sugars. So again, we can. You know, go on and on and on.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the well, the first thing, well, the second thing uh, that fasting. What were you fasting for, if while you was still eating the wrong thing when you mm-hmm. come off the fast? Right.
3: See, um, I want to make sure that we understand that although we're fasting from food in some fast, because you can pretty much fast about different things. I want to make sure that we understand that the the priority and the reason for the fast, because a lot of times people would fast and not eat a meal for a day and they call that a fast, mm-hmm. but they're doing everything else. They're on the phone, they're in social media, they're gossiping, they're you know, you know, doing promiscuous activities. So when you're fasting, it's a whole concerted very pointed, um, place of humility that you're going before the King of King and the, and the Lord of Lord. And you're going at the foot of the cross and saying all to Jesus, all to God almighty, I surrender Holy spirit take over from here. Okay. You were saying, um, what, what I was fasting about is, I'm sure that some of your listeners here will already understand about generational curses. Okay. Generational curses, I've seen that very, very, very uh, prevalent in my family lineage. Okay. I see see it a lot in my friends, colleagues, coworkers, church members. I see patterns and patterns, and, and I'm like, wait a second. You know, some things, we are just, by generational curse, are going to be exposed to even if it's not our choice or our choosing so therefore when you become aware of that when the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here to lead us into all truth when the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth comes the problem is a lot of times the Holy Spirit wants to speak to our hearts but we steadily rejecting the Spirit of God that is speaking to our hearts And this is why I say sometimes we cause this stuff on on ourselves because God is steadily talking to us. But are we listening? The Holy Spirit steadily kept trying to tell me certain things, was giving me a couple of warnings, was wanting my obedience, wanted my attention, wanted to teach me some things, wanted to keep me away from some people. But I was so caught up in my life, in my world, you know, and, and when I say that, let's 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 not misunderstand something. I I, stayed—I was a single parent, single head of household, and a children—with children. uh, I raised three children, so I had to be—I was the only provider. I was the only provider. It was me or nothing. If I—I couldn't stop. I I couldn't get sick. I couldn't uh, take a break. You know, when I stopped, it stopped. When I stopped, they didn't eat. When I stopped, I didn't eat. It doesn't matter if I had the flu, cold cough. It doesn't matter. I better get up, better get to work, better get to the hustle, better get into the grind. So Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is I wasn't just nonchalantly just not caring about what's happening. It's, you know, you, you probably, you know, the scripture that talks about the parable of the sower. Right. Because um, uh, you know, I really believe. You know, I've given my life to Christ, and I and I and I love the Lord, and I try to you know the best I can in living that surrender life, the best I can to my ability. I always thought I was the you know when it talks about the when the seed falls on good ground, right, man, brother? Where you can tell me anything. I was the I was the good, good ground. ground. Yes, sir. You could tell me otherwise because I heard the word of the Lord. I love the Lord. I did good by others and all this kind of good stuff. But when the Holy Spirit sat me down in a fast, I only was able to hear this during a fast. Had it not been a fast, I would not have been sitting still, still enough to hear this. The Holy Spirit told me, "So you think your the word of God is falling on good ground? Well, I have good news for you. No, the Holy Spirit told me, the word of God is falling." On the on the on the ground that the cares and the, the cares of life, yes, yeah, the deceitfulness
2: of riches, yes, choked the word and you became unfruitful.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is exactly who I am. Yeah. I am going to raise my hand and I'm not going to justify. It. That's yes. That's me. That okay. was me.
2: Well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm going to say, you know, my uh, honey to be mm-hmm. told me uh, that she was. I was going to fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day and she in turn said no you need to fast when you can devote your time mm-hmm. and I took note of that I, mm-hmm. I didn't say who she thinks she talking to or whatever mm-hmm. I didn't do that mm-hmm. and the reason I didn't do that because what she was saying that I need time to be alone with the Lord and yes. still are dealing with the cares of this life mm-hmm. and driving and Coming in Atlanta with all this mm-hmm. traffic and everything. So mm-hmm. in essence, uh, I knew she was right. Correct. Uh, because when we do fast and pray, mm-hmm. we should kill the flesh and we should have a prayerful mind. And I know preachers are not mm-hmm. teaching this. Correct. Uh, you know, some people say, and I understand if they elderly people, they can't mm-hmm. uh fast. Uh, they got to take Correct. medication. and I wouldn't dare tell anybody to not to do that, but I will say if you trust the doctor, why not trust God? Correct. You know, and uh, one or two days off of your medication ain't going to take you home. And if it is, you need to be ready to go home.
3: Sure. Right. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, but you know, pa- fasting is a very is a very very spiritual process and is a very intimate process. No one can tell. Not not saying when when God speaks to you, God would tell you. For example, you were talking about the elderly or maybe someone on medication or someone who may have you know certain dietary needs. Right. Even if even if that person and I'm just saying, for example, because it really is between them and God. Right. As h- how God will explain how they can do it. Even if they ate one plate of, let's say, one one meal a day, maybe maybe for just for nourishments, for strength in their physical body. Yeah. When you go to God, no matter what the fast is, because it may be fasting for something else, it may be food go to God and he the Spirit of God would tell you, start by being obedient by omitting a meal or maybe down take it down to one vegetable plate per per day right like you said, two as, days
2: as they call the Daniel fast.
3: the Daniel fast. So you the, the key is if you're used to that, you know the hot wings and if you're used to this and you're used to that, the fast is saying, "No, you flesh, you're not having that today." Because what God has for me, or what God wants to tell me, is more important than the desires of my flesh. Mm-hmm. You spir- fasting is spiritual; it's, it's it's done in a physical act, but is a spiritual is a spiritual um, experience, is a spiritual process. How else can you speak to your spirit, man, except you mortify the flesh? Because the flesh wants what the flesh wants—music. You know, mm-hmm. promiscuity, you know, and sexual activities. Um, the, the flesh wants fights. The flesh wants drama. The flesh wants to work. The flesh wants to sleep. The flesh wants to work out.
2: Oh, you're going ahead of me. I, yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> got to that because in the back, on over in your book, mm-hmm. and I, uh, we're going to get into that after okay. the break. Sure. Uh, because you have different things uh, This. uh
3: you're talking about the biblical groupings? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Of and spirit. that's,
2: mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the flesh jealousies, uh, mm-hmm. information, lying spirit, deaf and dumb spirit, and all them. But mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to deal with t- a couple of things before okay. we do. And uh, I noticed in the first part of your book, and by the way, you all, the number is... Uh, well, I said i waked after the break. But uh, this is uh, Sister Charlene Levy, young lady that I've uh, known for ever since the late 90s. Uh, she came to the fellowship and next thing I know she invited her mom and, and all and then I uh, met, start meeting the whole family. And sisters, aunts, and all, they came to the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in what was impressive by her, she had a mindset to not to just do one thing. She was uh, while she was a, a managing apartment, she was still working in the the ministry, Amen. as well as she was working. Uh, trying to get uh, plays active, and so on and so on. Uh, so I was very impressed with her being a young lady, amen, and scribing to do. And I, I wanna get into this part, this church hurt, because when she met me, she heard me on the radio, and she began to tell me about a situation. Uh, I ain't gonna have time right now for the break, they get in uh, to this uh, thing about rape. And not only that, uh, you know, it's said when you go to a minister and you believe the minister to be trying to be righteous and he's trying to look at you uh, as a female and trying to get out of line, but you're seeking spiritual help. So the Lord, of Laban, this is how we met. I was on another radio station, but the Lord had her to turn it on. And she heard me on the radio, and she heard me talking about the commandments, and she asked to meet with me. And when I met her, she was very shy, uh, 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 skittish. You know how you meet something, a uh, little animal, and they skittish? <laughs> You know, and I, I, wait a minute, I was going to open the door for her. She jumped and uh, she said, forgive me, uh, Pastor Ware. It's just that I just went through uh, this. So I said that to say this, she held firsthand in these uh, things that we are going to talk about. And we're going to go on break. And after break, I'm going to come back, give you the telephone number and pray that uh, you can call her and ask a question, um, anything you would want to know, because I, like I said, I'm going to get into rape, and I'm going to get into the uh, other parts of her life that took place. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. God bless you.
1: Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly.
2: You'd well, you. we I call are back. Amen. Amen. We are back with a guest, uh, Sister Charlene Levy. Uh, the telephone number is 404 355 8699. Question or comment? four oh four uh three five five eight six nine nine. Um and I when I was getting ready to leave I was uh uh talking about I was getting ready to talk about the the rape as well as the you know she went to this bishop if I'm not correct uh in the book it talk about it, your rape was a co-worker, right? Correct. In the book. And, mm-hmm. and then when you go to the bishop trying to get relief, he's trying to do the same. But anyway, I'll let you tell it. 404-355-8699. Question or comment?
3: Exactly. And, and this is, uh, again, my name is Charlene Levy. I am the author of Ablation, the book ablating the malfunctions of life, and this is a book that was given to me by the Lord to share uh, in my testimony, my life journey, and hopefully, hopefully that there's something that's written in this book or here on this broadcast that can speak to the hearts of those individuals that may be going through. Uh, experiences trauma uh, and, and limitations of their past that is causing them not to be able to move forward because of fear, anxiety, depression, stress, mental health, attempted suicide, uh, whatever the case may be. I have been there. I have done that. Thank God, not suicide. But I um, I had an attempt of suicide. But what my point is, uh, I, I speak from experience. I, I, I'm I not speaking from just a textbook. I'm speaking because I have walked this walk and I've lived this journey. So I, I can give you firsthand insight as it relates to prayer, as it relates to scriptures, as it relates to just having someone to, uh, again, be uh, someone who stand in agreement, to pray with you, to edify the word of God, to, you know, speak about, all the, all the things are in here, and I know we have such a very, very short time, but let me speak to, to the rape. Um, I was a young girl. I was working in a, in a facility, and I'm not going to go into details for the sake of time, but a colleague of mine uh, pretty much took advantage of the situations that we were the only two left, and he raped me. At the time, my my sister was way younger, and my mother, you know, she didn't really want me to get a job in the first place. She wanted me to do some other things. But I was like, well, Mom, you know, you got the household bills, and, you know, I want to help you, and I want to be able to take care of myself and my sister, my younger sister. And she's like, oh, okay, she gave in. So, um, you know, one of my sons asked me, Mom, you know, why didn't you go to the police? Why didn't you go? Why didn't you tell anybody? Well, I tried to explain to him, son, number one, I was young. I was scared. I felt trapped. This young this he's a man. He was a man compared to me. Back then, but I was younger. He was a little younger as well. He knew where I left lived. He knew where my you know my mother, my sister. So I was afraid for their life. Um, I had a little boyfriend, you know, back in the days. You know, he lived. Uh, I told him about what happened, and when I told him, he rejected me because there was a young young lady that liked him. So she convinced him, and this was her chance to get in good with him. So he pretty much rejected me. Uh, My sister was my best friend, although she was younger, and I wanted to tell her so bad. But because she was so younger, and as I said, I saw the innocence in her eyes, and I didn't want her to see the devastation in mine. So there was no one that I could go to, and I just buried that inside of me, and I shared it with no one until years later. Of course, I was able to share it with my mother eventually. But my point is, Pat, you know, brother, this is the type of stuff, when we're young and we have we go through that type of devastation and tra- trauma it helps to shape some aspects of our personalities and our characters where distress comes in, where anxiety comes in, where fear comes in. And then with those other groupings come in. But let's talk about now. Fast forward a couple of years. You know, some other things happen. But then fast forward. I am now seeking uh, spiritual help and spiritual guidance. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to name names here on the on the call here, but I went to a bishop of an, or, you know of a, of a ministry. And uh, I was trying to seek help, you know, from him, you know, about that and some other things. And pretty much he's, you know, also physically started assaulting me. But uh, the good thing is he didn't go too far because I remembered. I remembered when. So therefore, I was a whole different person then, more mature, more wiser, and a little bit more stronger to understand that I was first a little bit confused because it's like, wait a second, this is a man of God who is supposed to be, you know, able to give the word of God for protection, for refuge, but yet here we are. But that only goes to show that God never says, you know, trust man. He says, trust him, God. Right. But another thing is uh, the sad part about that experience is that he has assaulted so many other young women. And I did not know that this was what he was doing. And he has went so much further with other young ladies. And he was telling them stuff like, you know, since, you know, the, the things that came into your life came by way of man. It takes a bishop, a man of God to be able to insert by a process called insertion to remove those things. Mm. Sir, that was a, a life from the pits of hell. Right. My point is, um, do not take every minister, pastor, or or I had to learn this. See, this is where the enemy uh, played on me, and this is where he allowed me to stay away from church, from the Word of God, from pastors, from pe- from preachers, because he painted the picture that. Every single one of them were the same way and that mm-hmm. there was no place. So I want to be very, very careful. Not every preacher, not every man of God, not every woman of God is that person. There are just bad actors, whether they're good cops, bad cops, good doctors, bad do- doctors. You know, there are good preachers, bad preachers. So just be very considerate about that. But this man, you know, I, 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 these people, these bad actors are the are the, are the cause of SVT. That's the condition that I was diagnosed when I went into the emergency emergency room last year when I almost died because my organs were failing, because my vitals were all over the place. It's called supraventricular tachycardia, which is when your heart experiences rapid heart rate in excess of 200 uh, beats per minute while you're in a resting position. Uh, these people are bad actors. And I'm wanting to ask you today that are listening, are you causing SVT in someone's life? Are you the reason why somebody is fearful, anxious, on the verge of committing suicide? What what role are you playing in someone else's life? If you are that aggressor, if you are that attacker, are you preying on victims? Stop it! Stop it! Your your end is not going to be good at all. Okay. Please stop it.
2: I I wanna uh, as I say, four four, uh four uh. 404, uh 355 five, 8699. Nine. Question or comment? Uh, I wanted to go in another part of the book because time is be going fast. And uh, it was that, uh, like you said, if the person is causing someone's life, and you know when you really uh, end in somebody's Life and not being a blessing. Amen. For some reason or another, we seems to think that uh, I would say the preachers seem to think that they get in a position that they are more closer to the Lord. And what happens is that the peoples listen to the preachers and still are reading their Bibles Right. And see, everybody, I want you all to remember this. If you are converted, you is God's anointing. Mm-hmm. People love to say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm God's anointing. No, no, no. Everybody that's converted is God's anointing. Mm-hmm. If you truly are converted. Amen. Now, if you're saved, we use that word, saved, but what I use is converted. Mm-hmm. If... Uh, if you're converted, you is God's anointing. Amen. So people have to understand that when you're going and confronting a man of God or a man say he is of God. Right. Because uh, when you read in Kings, I, I, well, I'm i not going to get in. Remember, God told the man of God, say, don't eat nothing. Don't go back mm-hmm. the same way you came. And and leave the city after you give the prophecy. Mm-hmm. He gave the prophecy, but another preacher, a an older right. preacher, said, I'm a man of God, too. That's right. You know, since I'm a man of God, then uh, I want you to come to my house and eat. Mm-hmm. Well, he lost his life because of that. So mm-hmm. I tell anybody, if God done says something, if you sure as God, you need to stand on it, regardless of what, who say what. Stand on the word of God. Amen. Um, the part about that uh, in, the, in the back of the book over here, uh, when you was naming different things, mm-hmm. when you was naming, uh, I think, starting in 82, Correct. you began to name the spirits of this, the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you get into that more detail Sure. In the scriptures,
3: um, there are 16 biblically named demonic spirits. These are grouping of evil spirits. Uh, We're going to start with the spirit of heaviness, which is one, and then there are the groupings and the categories that come with the spirit of heaviness. Then you have familiar spirits. You have those groupings. Then the third one is the spirit of jealousy or envy. Then you have those groupings, and when I tell you, when I, when we refer to groupings, uh, we may the spirit, the leading spirit, may be the spirit of jealousy or envy. But then you have hate, you have murder, you have strife, you have resentment. Those are some of the subcategories of this particular grouping. Then you have the next category is the spirit of infirmity, and 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 that's a whole slew right there. You know we couldn't even list every. I couldn't even list everything in the book, but you get the gist. You have the lying spirit, and then you know that you know the groupings there are you know
2: deception,
3: manipulation, okay. false doctrines. Go ahead. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. how now? If I'm saying uh, I'm just using this over here where it says uh, many are sick, and then and you. Got uh, with cancer or whatever, mm-hmm. then how am I saying maybe I could have caused this to be upon myself? Mm-hmm. Maybe I inherited it. Correct. Okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, how would I know whether it's a spirit of uh, something I inherited or a spirit of the enemy trying to put it on me or or what? How would I know the difference? You're not
3: just going to know the difference off the back. This is one of the reasons why we were talking about uh, fasting. This is one of the reasons why we we're talking about spiritual ablation. Because it is, in th- it is through either fasting, prayer, reading your Bible, worship, mm-hmm. that the Spirit of God reveals the things that cannot be known to man on the natural side. Some things, remember when the scripture talks about in, uh, in Luke specifically, it says this type Goes out by fasting see, and prayer. prayer, because there's a lot of things that you can pray and you can speak the word of God and say, you know, you know, in Jesus' name or by the blood of the, you know, by the blood of Jesus or with something, and you know, be, you can be delivered, you can be set free, and you can be released from from certain, whether well, it's infirmities. I've had me, me personally, there have been several times and numerous times, especially when, when I was younger, that the Lord has used me in the spirit of uh, in, in the ministry of healing only because of the faith, not because of anything great that I have done. It's only because of the word and the faith in God. My point is some things you're not going to know except the spirit of God reveals it to you. And this is why when you are fasting and praying, some things you can there's certain physical actions that you can do like take good vitamins or you know drink more water and you can see a reverse uh, a reverse in your health situation okay there's certain things that can be spoken and delivered and set, you can be set free in that minute because of the fact that it's a is a diabolic uh, diabolic demon that has a, a chokehold or some kind of tie to you But then there are strongholds and principalities. When it comes to strongholds and principalities, we're talking about something totally different. We're talking about something on a different level. We're talking about something that's even above your pay grade. We're talking about something that is going to take the entire encampment of heaven to come down on your behalf. I'm talking about your ministering angels and your warring angels to come out and help you with. And these are things that have been in your family for generations. When we talk about the generational curses, these are things that have been, you know, whether it's a curse that's somebody put you know put on you and and again i'm not trying to get into all of the the witchcraft and you know people hear about all that kind of stuff but we you know as much as we don't talk about it in church and we don't want to believe it's real it's real because people go to rivers and they go to all kind of stuff they use your clothes they use your claws they use your dolls they use your pictures they do all this kind of stuff and they, they operate in darkness in a dark world but okay that's another conversation another topic for another day my point is these things are real these things are real and some things when the when the Bible talks about this type comes about by fasting and prayer is because there was something that allowed that entity or something that makes that principality to be a stronghold in your life and that of of your family whether it's alcohol whether it's rape whether it's you know the spirit of suicide whether it is poverty whether it is rejection depression mental health you know infirmities there's something in your lineage there's something in your family dynamics even right now today current that is causing that so therefore you have to succumb to heaven and say father god in the name of jesus i am surrendering my will my life please come and take over and uproot this from my family stop this cut the generational ties generational lines any covenants that you have made in your dreams any covenants that your forefathers have made because there are covenants that our parents and our forefathers and our ancestors have made that have that you know generationally speaking the you know the enemy still get you you, got to pay the piper If, if, if families went into some covenants back in the days years ago generations ago this generation today is still paying the, paying the piper. So we have to cut those ancestral covenants and family covenants and generational curses so that we today and our children and, and the future can live a different type of life. Okay. So some things are only spiritually discerned, Pastor. You cannot just know just by knowing. You ask the question about, I'm sorry, the diseases and the ailments. I'm going back to the same answer because sometimes what people don't understand is that a lot of times diseases and ailments is directly tied to some activity like, for example, jealousy, hate, uh, unforgiveness. There are diseases and ailments that are directly tied to those things. And guess what? The Spirit of God speaks to us, but we just reject it. You deal with the subject of jealousy, you deal with the subject of envy and hate, you deal with rejection, you deal with uh unforgiveness, and diabetes suddenly goes away. Cancer goes away, heart hypertension goes away, you know, headaches and migraines go goes away. So these there's a correlation to some extent.
2: Okay, so. You're saying a lot of people today that have these illness is really they have an illness because of uh, what they have in their heart. To some extent. Okay.
3: And, of course, there's environmental and food factors and stuff like that, too. But, yes. Yeah. But that's what, yes. That answer is yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah, because I definitely believe and I teach that, first and foremost, you should eat clean food. Correct. According to Leviticus the 11th chapter Mm -hmm. one should eat like that Mm -hmm. Um, you put the regular gas or the premium gas in your car Mm -hmm. you don't cheat your car because you want it to run well. Correct. So I feel that it's the same uh, thing when putting the food in your body. Mm -hmm. I know what goes in it comes out in Mm do I know that but still uh we most people can't do anything because um what they have in their heart for somebody else. hmm And I, I think a lot of time we walk around a lot of people's in unforgiveness. Correct. You know, yeah, and a lot of believers mm-hmm. they walk around with unforgiveness in the heart. Correct. I have people that have used me and they thought they was using me. But the Lord uh, let me know they wasn't using you; they was using me, Mm. because I'm going to bless you in spite of what they did. Amen. And and I had a couple of brothers that died owing me over twenty five hundred dollars. Wow. But God, uh, blessed me, and and allowed me to prosper. And they're going on.
3: Despite and irregardless. Right. Amen. Amen.
2: Okay, so, well, I, I tell you what. Uh, let me let you give the closing. So we want the Russian closing and how one could get one of the books uh, sent to you and the information if you want the book. And now uh, I, I feel that uh, some of you, Maybe you're interested in getting the book to learn some of the things that's in the book. Uh, so I want you to tell them, uh, deal with the last closing statement and, and tell them how could they get
3: it. Sure. Um, if anyone is interested in obtaining a copy of Ablation, the book, you can go to www.ablationthebook.com. And you can also get it on Amazon. Uh, you just put Charlene Levy, that's S-H-A-R-L-E-A-N, Levy, L-E-V-Y. And ablation is spelled A-B-L-A-T-I-O-N. So you can go to the website. You can go to Amazon. And if anyone would like to email me directly, you can also email me at book. At gmail.com, uh, I'm here and I'm on standby to pray. I'm here to answer questions. I'm here if you would like to get a copy of the book. I am here uh, if you are interested in having me to come and do speaking engagements uh, or to teach a workshop or conference. Just, I am here to serve as the Lord leads, and and I'm thankful for this opportunity. Uh, in closing, thank you so much, uh, Brother Ware, for uh, affording me this opportunity. But I would like to say to everyone here, uh, you know, in some of the groupings that we did not read, you know, there's one that. It's called Deaf and Dumb Spirit. Uh, It's a spirit that does not allow us to hear the Word of God. It doesn't allow us to to, to hear the truth of God, not just the Word of God, but the truth of God. So sometimes, you know, know, sometimes you find people that are hard of hearing, and that's an area that you have to, you know, in order to be able to be delivered and set free, whether it is from infirmity, whether it's from any type of bondage, addictions, uh, the limitations of your past, whatever the case may be, start with that. As God, you know, when when the Word tells us in in the Scripture, it tells us, you know, Holy Spirit, search the innermost part, the parts that I don't even know that exist, the wicked side of me that's in me. You have to start with those hidden places that you don't even recognize that are there. Just like I thought I was the 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 the, the ground that the the good ground that the Word fell on, and the Spirit of God revealed to me, no, baby, you have to repent. You know, you know, Let me let me tell you who you are. And when the, the, the when the light of God sh- was shining in my spirit and my soul that allowed me to see how small I was and how big God was. And he is there to save me. He's there to save you. You don't have to go through what you're going through. You don't have to be in pain the way you are. You don't have to keep carrying the luggage of the past. There's a Savior that came, lived, died, and raised in great glory. You see, a lot of times people are, are are going towards victory. No, no, no. This is what I had to learn. We are already coming from victory. We are coming from victory. And the lie that Satan sells to us is that we have to get there. We have to make it. We have to arrive. We have we're not worthy enough, we're not good enough, we're not going to make it. That is not the truth. You are already, we are all already victorious because if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have already accepted everything that came that, that he did on that cross. And he already defeated death. He defeated infirmity. He defeated the, the limitations of your past, depression, suicide. He defeated all of those, th- all those things. So we're, we're, if you can remember something, you are already victorious. If you accepted Christ. Everything that comes with the, with, with, the, with the cross, you know, in terms of all the things that he has done for you, receive the gift. God is good. I pray that something was said today that speaks and blesses your heart. Deal with dreams and covenants that happen in your dreams. Ge- dream with your uh, Deal with your gener- generational curses. But most importantly, find a time to be in the word. Find a time to fast and find a time because when you find a time, when I tell you, that's where the miracle happens. Miracles don't happen when you ask for it. Miracle a- happens when you expect it, and you can only expect it through the Word of God. Amen.
2: Amen. Uh, give that address one more time. Sure. Thank you. Because you was kind of.
3: Okay. So if you're interested in. Okay. Yes. Good.
2: Okay. Phone. Okay. Someone on want want to Talk. Okay. With the phone. Okay. Okay. Caller,
3: you're on the air? Give our, I think it's saying give my number. Okay. Okay, not (laughs) a problem. Okay. If anyone wishes to get in touch with me, uh, my phone number that you can reach me. I believe we had a caller that wanted my phone number. You can reach me at 678 590 one zero zero three. Again, that number is six seven eight five nine zero one zero zero three. Or you can also email me at ablation the book at gmail.com or go to the website at www.ablationthebook.com dot ablation
2: Amen. All right. We again, I thank the Lord for you uh, coming on uh, with this. I try to be a blessing as well as she have been a blessing in time past, years and years ago. And uh, we thank the Lord. I pray that something was said. And uh, maybe if you get a copy of the book and you can read something that it might cause you to grow uh, and to stand. I, I really believe in that. Uh, fasting and praying. I know preachers don't teach that, and I believe in. You know they teach a lot of things about money. I believe in you should give God ten percent of your time.
0: The Amen. whole
2: lot of people's are not doing that, but when you give God ten percent of your time, and and and, and uh, not to keep bragging on my honey to be, but uh, one thing the first thing she does in the morning we uh, be on the phone at 545 hmm. in the morning that early, I mean just a seven days a week thing hmm. and and to go into prayer and to start the day off with that, hmm. I never had that before. I never had anyone say, well look this hmm. we we, we want to be in prayer in the beginning so, Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of times people neglect that. And I'm thanking God that we need to give God 10% of our time. Just like we do give money. And there's nothing wrong with you giving money now. But Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's sad to uh, go forth and not uh, give God that time. Mm -hmm. Because it is very, very important. So, sister, we thank God for you being Mm -hmm. here and we pray that the Lord bless you amen. in the direction that he's going, that, that you're going. And we'll be here, amen, uh, doing the same thing, believing God and teaching the Word of God. Amen. I want to say you can reach me at 404-293-7557. That's 404 404-293- 293 7557, or you welcome to log on at brother James Ware. That brother is spelled out brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. I'm telling you, and log on, and we have other things on, on our website, and we would appreciate it. And I definitely appreciate the brother rings. That was uh, called to encourage me. Thank God that they was willing to uh, call me and be a blessing. Amen. So, brother Ware, want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and believe in the Lord that God going to carry you a higher heights and a deeper depth. Amen. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith. And my Lord and Savior, Savior, Jesus Jesus the Christ. God bless you.
1: Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you.
0: It's too important to give up for anything.